ਹੈਲੋ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਓਕੇ ਨਾਉ ਬਿਫੋਰ ਬਿਗਿੰਗ ਥਿਸ ਟੌਪਿਕ ਲੈਟਸ ਜਸਟ ਕਲੀਅਰ ਅਪ ਟੂ ਐਂਗਲਸ ਟੂ ਥਿਸ ਆਈ ਗੈਸ ਥਿ ਫਰਸਟ ਵਨ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਨਾਟ ਸੋਲਲੀ ਏਮਡ ਐਟ ਸੀਕ ਗਰਲਸ ਇਟਸ ਆਲਸੋ ਏਮਡ ਐਟ ਸੀਕ ਬੋਇਜ਼ ਸੀਕ ਮੈਨ ਐਜ਼ ਵੈਲ ਸੈਕੰਡਲੀ ਵੈਨ ਇਟ ਕਮਸ ਟੂ ਵਰਡ ਪਲੇ there's a massive difference between interfaith and interracial because the lobby who would actually have these acts performed in gurdwaras these anand colleges they blindly accuse people of stoking anti-racial hatred when it's not even anti-faith hatred it's just a matter of articulating the fact that sikhi is unique and different from other faiths and if you're having anti-faith marriage just consider this first if you are a practicing sikh why can't you find a sikh partner who is on the same level as you who has the same ideology as you when it's a proven fact that all religions do not agree on any salient aspect of life well uh before we discuss uh, start this discussion uh can there really be an interfaith marriage in my eyes i don't see it as such because Okay, let's just take an example down here. We all knew about the grooming phenomena in the UK. It's been going on since the 70s. The late 70s is when it started coming out. And the obviously left-wing governments with their uh, stupid political correctness decided to hide it. The you know, UK left-wing government and not any others. In the States and Canada, the left-wing has been quite vocal about this. But it's not such a big phenomena down there. Anyhow, at that time... what was showing was that even if a sikh girl or a hindu girl or a christian girl married into any other community because that those events raised quite a lot of questions regarding interfaith marriages even if they did if a woman any woman marries into another community chances are she has to confirm to her male partner's beliefs and designs and ultimately that family will ensure that her own faith is destroyed because her children will be raised in the faith of their father. Well, 100% true. So in a sense, it's not an interfaith marriage. Now, uh, Gurdeep Singh, who's actually on the Renaissance group on Facebook, he's actually quite an articulate writer. He's emphasized something in one of the articles I sent to you, and that was this, that when a Sikh girl marries into any other faith, any other family, let's say it's a Hindu family, or a muslim family or a christian family even the anand garage is a way of saying goodbye to sikhi but in my eyes there's something more you know why those other faiths individuals from those faiths agree for the anand garage in the first place i don't know tell me yep same reason as celebrities do it's the free uh, labor in the langar kitchen they're saving a buck at the gurdwara that 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 could be a reason okay so uh, since the question i asked you that if there really could be an interfaith marriage okay let's say if a sikh girl says that uh, i'm going to marry a hindu guy yeah yep why would she want to have an another karch see that's the thing that's the thing and that's where I, the way i've actually managed to uh, from my talks from my uh, experience i've just narrowed it down to the fact that they know that where the guru granth sahib is there there's going to be langar So what we need to do is just give a recipe list to the gurdwara everything will be cooked and prepared for us end of story paisa bachiya Yeah okay uh listen to this Yep How would the guru feel if if let's say there is an anand karaj going on and a sikh girl is leaving sikhi for another fight isn't that equal to spitting in your face that look i'm abandoning my heritage i'm leaving sikhi but i'm using sikhi to leave sikhi that look at this this grand ceremony of me leaving you that's it, what it is it's, 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 it's like having having a a breakup party with your boyfriend or your girlfriend being an equally willing partner <laughs> yep and see now that's why i spot the guys in the UK who actually go and break up these marriages and gurdwaras who protest peacefully and break them up because back in the day there was the video of our auntie whose girl was marrying a Nigerian in the gurdwara the Nigerian knew nothing about Sikhi was later caught making very uh, 
offensive statements about the Sikh gurus. And when these guys went to break it up, the auntie was saying, oh, my and those guys retorted back, well, they weren't going to, you know, let the gurus biadabi happen. This is the type of biadabi we can stop, but we don't because Gurdwara committees, politics, all that are only interested in money, but it's destroying Sikhi, as you say, because the Anandakaraj, the lava, they are made for two individuals on the path of Gyan as enunciated by Guru Nanak. They aren't made for, you know, people who profess, believe in something else altogether. And uh, I, I think uh, this is something we need, need, need to discuss in general. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are more interested in the wedding ceremony, a big colorful Indian wedding, than the, the institution of marriage itself. Would you agree? Yeah, that's right. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's it's visible. It's visible to everyone concerned. It's visible to you know observers as well. They're just interested in a big damn Bollywood bash rather than you know the institution of marriage and what it entails itself. Especially here in the West, it seems to be that this uh, rosy picture of all flowers and uh, all perfumes is made. That you give her a flower, she gets you a perfume. That's what marriage really consists of. That's it. And when these kids go down the line and have a problem, a little, you know, interrelationship problem, that's when the stardust wears away and they start thinking, oh, maybe I should have stuck to, you know, my beliefs in the first place, married someone who understands me, who comprehends the ideology which I follow in my life, and this wouldn't have happened, and by then it's too late. Well, it is true that uh, the word bridezilla exists, the word groomzilla doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another unfortunate thing because look at it this way. If we are saying that girls are doing this, fine, it's more uh, conspicuous in our community when a girl does it. Boys are bloody no less themselves. Hmm. Okay. I think I'll, I'll have a little, little disagreement with you here. Let me tell oh. you. Okay, yep. I'm, I'm going to make a very important point here. Yep. I... I have a female Hindu Punjabi Jat ancestor. Okay, yep. So one of my ancestors married a Hindu girl. Hmm. Every single ch- child descended from that couple is a devote, devote Sikh today, a devoted Sikh today. Yep. Now, she married into a Sikh family, all the children have taken the father's identity, not the mother's identity. Yep. Could you say that if, let's say, if you in New Zealand, if you marry, let's say, a Maori girl or a white girl, (laughs) hold on, hold on, theoretically anything could happen. Yep. (laughs) Are Are your children going to identify as Sikhs or as Christians or maybe of the uh, Maori beliefs. But they would identify as Sikhs. So would you say that there is a little bit of difference between between a Sikh girl marrying outside Sikhi, where her children would identify with the father's identity and take the father's last name, not her, and a Sikh mm. boy marrying a non-Sikh girl and uh, it is very much likely that, that the children would identify with Sikhi, at okay, least in so, theory, if not in practical practicality. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll pinpoint what I'm seeing, what that issue down there entails, is that if a male marries a Sikh male, the population grows. Our population grows. Our numbers are boosted because the children will confirm to the father's identity. But yep. if a woman does it, those children are essentially from day one being taken away even before they are born. Air population is being reduced. Yeah, true. And uh, uh, I gave you one example, yeah? And then I'll give you another example. That's the opposite. Yep. yep. The mother of Mr. Amitabh Bachchan was a Sikh. Yes. Did that stop him from doing what he did in 1984? No. I could give you more examples, but I think I've made my point. Yep. 
No, I I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. And I guess I guess the fun fundamental question which needs to be asked here is why why are girls doing this? Why are they marrying outside Sikhi? Uh I wouldn't say marry outside Sikhi because uh unfortunately these days it's, it's all about your personal choices. It's, it's not it's not about being being a Sikh or anything. Just like I like this person, I want to marry him or her. That's it, yeah. Yep. And Sikhi is just just it's just a, a channel of uh, the the marriage ceremony, yeah. Yes, yes, a medium to have your big day. Yeah, for to have your your big colorful expensive day. <laughs> yep. So uh that's the way it is and uh, it's, it's not just sequels. Ever since the dawn of civilizations, women have been marrying outside their their identity. Yep. Uh, I'll give you one one very distinct example. Not yep. too far from India. Yep. Do you know the people of uh there used to be uh, t- till uh, I think about 150 years ago or something there used to be a region in afghanistan called noristan yes yes they were distinct from the afghanis they had probably some sh- like ancient beliefs they were non muslim and well they, they were afghans yeah pure afghans and everything but more distinct from the muslim afghans which we see today yeah now th- that state's called noristan back in the days it was called kafiristan hmm Yeah. Yes. The way the way that state was finished yep was through the marriage of one woman of that Kafiristan state into a a Muslim uh, let's say family. Yep. And they convinced her that you had committed a crime against Allah because that's the only true faith. Yes, yes. And she actually went back to her father's family and she yep. actually helped poison the men. Yep. and that's how they were all forcefully converted. Mhm. I guess the issue here like the problem which arises the fundamental problem the crucial problem is find then if you want to marry outside Sakif do it. But don't be a hypocrite about it at least take you know that other person's identity and do it as per their marriage rights and don't do another garage because really an another garage as you said is like just you know slapping slapping Sikhi in the face you know that we are leaving Sikhi but hey let's just do what you know Sikhi says about a marriage ceremony now the lava proclaimed that you live you know through gyan back in the day what used to happen was that the guru like when these lavas were made the gurus used to sit in the audience the couple used to sit in front of them there were no pere nothing like that nothing on it granthi no, no, used no. to read the lava they were explained to the couple and the sangat by the guru at the end ardas was performed and that was deemed as being you know a married ceremony where a man has married a wife a woman right their husband and wife from that point onwards they belong to the same faith and essentially in those initial days of banda singh bahadur there was another tradition which was that the hindu brahmins didn't allow marriage outside caste no they didn't So what used to happen was just to offend them just to offend them in a village where you know a individual had converted to Sikhi the caste was often said out aloud that this boy is a low caste the girl is a high caste now we are joining them together in wedlock because they're Sikhs so caste was always insulted like that or, you know this girl is from a lower caste community the boy is from a higher caste community caste doesn't matter to us we spit in caste's face we're doing it here as well where you know marriage which is one of the foremost institutes of adult life is concerned however that's where there was a commitment to sikhi the lava in a way are a dual commitment to sikhi between a husband and a wife so both of them are pledging themselves to sikhi that is the fundamental essence of lava you know that you know as a couple we will live sikhi as individuals we live sikhi Here what's happening is that the lava just being treated as you know nothing more than a few empty hollow words uh we are giving uh we are given snowflake translations you know that blah 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 this means this that means that now your husband and wife off you go and as you said the institute of marriage is being vilified straight away because there is nothing explained to the couple about what the sikh uh, institute of marriage 
means, you know, what that institute means in Sikhi. And if they did, first thing that would need to happen is that that couple would need to go somewhere else to get married because there can be no interfaith marriage in Sikhi. Well, yeah, that was the question to begin with. And, okay, uh, allow me to make this statement that if you want to marry somebody, you you are a human being, That that's your right, yeah? Yes. But then just go to the court and sign a document. The law of the land. Yeah, just go to the court and sign a document. And, and that said, probably have a little party or something. Why <laughs> bring religion into it? Hmm, hmm, that's right. Now, people, this is what usually the other part argue, because uh, the Snowflake, Dilsaf, Jatha have finally realized that they can have the same access to books which we read as well. You know, So they will go to a library and hunt out the sources we read. Now, a recent message I had a few months back was this, that, you know, when this debate was initially brought up, that we read in uh, in the Master's Presence, that's the name of the book, Sikhs of Hazur Sahib, that the 12,000 soldiers sent by Maharaja Ranjit Singh from Punjab to protect Nandir from the Muslim mercenaries, some of them ended up marrying local Hindu women and staying there. So how is this possible? And I, you know, told them that maybe that happened or that did happen we don't know how they married each other what ceremony was used but then when you look at Banda Singh Bhadar when the you know one of the Rajput kings offered him his daughter he actually had her convert to Sikhi before marrying her is it too much to ask that of a person you know you need to ask yourself what is giving me my identity if my beliefs are giving me my identity then I need to preserve that belief I need to find someone like me who believes in the same you know ideology if not, then why am I bringing religion into this? Mm-hmm. But the fact if, is... If you, yep. Yep, okay, I, I think you make a very important point here. Yep. If your beliefs give you identity, then you gotta gotta, gotta stay loyal to that identity. You need to. Yeah, if you have no loyalty to your beliefs, then why bring in religion to begin with? Yep, that's the thing. And now... There's another fundamental thing down here, and this is this, that when this happens in the West, I don't think this happens as much in India. Maybe it does happen in, oh, well, from my experience, it does actually happen in educated circles where, you know, the family are entirely liberal. Leaving that aside, in the West, this happens because at home, at school, and in Gurdwaras, children are repeatedly fed one stupid lie over and over again, Sikhi says that all parts to God are valid. Oh, yeah, man. That's a massive problem. They simply say that all humans are equals. Therefore, you have no loyalty. Now, second thing which happens, now this is a, this is something which actually happened here. I witnessed it myself. So the Raksha Bandhan festival came along and all these girls were at the Gurdwara tying the Rakri to the Pava, you know, the Tabi of the Guru Granth Sahib. And the logic was that our brothers are in India, but we are here. But, you know, Guru Sahib will protect our uh, brothers. So the Gurdwara Granthi came along. He's in Virginia at the moment, USA. I won't say his name here. <laughs> He's, I'm sure, pretty famous down there for his views. He came and chased them away, ripped away the whole, you know, lot of Rakris and deliberately burnt them in front of everyone. And the reason he said this was, was that, you know, Sikhi never says all parts are, you know, available to go to God. If that was the issue, Guru Nanak would not have made Sikhi as a distinct identity. Guru Nanak alone mentioned Sikh probably more than 200 times in his writings in the sense of our identity. Except we have never pursued Sikhi through Gurbani. We have only done it through what Babaji says, what Gyaniji says, and now what the school textbook says. And one day in the future, what the Dil Safghani say? There is something very distinct that, that uh, I think we should, we should talk about it. Yeah. If you are American or Canadian or British, hmm. through your system of schooling and uh, universities, you're very much likely to have, you're very much likely to shun religion. Yes. So you are more likely to bend Sikhi, yep. bend Sikhi to to make uh, to mold it into your indoctrination, than to understand Sikhi and say, "Well, I'm a Sikh. This is this is who I am. 
So you, you can keep your ideology to yourself. I'll keep it to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yep, in, that's in, right. In the, in, okay. Uh, I'd like to uh, mention something very important here. Yes. There was a post online that I saw, and I, I tried to reply, but that, then I stopped myself because it was beyond beyond stupid. Yep. Uh, I think uh, it was 2017. No, sorry, 2018. Yep. The, the end of 2018. I saw a post online, and uh, there was there was a girl in California. Yes. She mentioned that she was from California. Okay. And she said that I have just found out that my father is a Trump supporter. Jesus Christ. And uh, I was like, well, shouldn't, as an American, you should defend his his, his right to choose? Mm-hmm. As a Sikh, you should. Well, I, I'm, I wasn't too sure she identified as a Sikh. She, pro- probably California, she didn't identify as a rainbow or rabbit or something. Yep. And uh, then she said that, how can I use Gurbani to convince him to, to not be racist? Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. So if I like Trump's policies, automatically I'm racist. See, and that's exactly what I was referring to first. You oppose such a marriage. You're instantly shouted down by the so-called liberal left as being, you know, racist when there is no racism involved in there as well. I mean, hell, if the guy or the girl wants to come to Gurdwara, have longer, it's not like we're, you know, telling them get lost. We aren't even letting you inside here. But we're just saying that we have certain parameters of our faith and we are going to respect those. And we, if we respect what you believe in, then we, you know, uh, expect the same respect from you. Just because some of our idiots are breaking our laws doesn't mean you should join in as well. But look, we can't expect much of them anyway. It's our own lot we have to control. True. Okay. The, the last example I gave of the father being a Trump supporter. Yep. Is this if you tell if you tell that the girl that if you are a Sikh you must marry your Sikh, she will still use Gurbani to uh, to justify her marrying a non-Sikh. All people yep. are equal. Abulala Nurupaya Kudrat ke sab bande. So if you tell so, them to read a bit further, they have a problem then when it says that God has created everything. And man pursues his own convictions, own beliefs. Some destroy him, some don't. And if we read further sections from Gurbani and tell them which beliefs destroy an individual, they're going to start shouting racism and become atheists. Well, um, uh, um, that seems to be the trend. The, the, the very first thing is that uh, 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 I was listening to Christopher Hitchens a long time ago. Yep. And... Uh, well, of course, he, he was uh, anti-organized religion and, and everything. But mm. he, he was very pro-common sense. Yep. Yeah? Yes. And I, I think he, he did make a point about uh, people who hate religion for any, re- any reason also displaying the same bigotry as the religious people do. That's right. That's right. It's essentially now, see, there is that belief, atheism rejects the belief in God. Let's just say, let's just take that rudimentary step and say atheism rejects that belief in God. But at the same time, atheists today, they're more or less, you know, progressive humanists who emphasize, you know, societal progression, human progression, that we need to sit down, study what, you know, is around us and form the best possible course for everyone. Religion doesn't have that. I mean, when people say religious scientist, I think it's a misnomer because if there was a religious scientist, let's say a religious scientist discovers the cure to the COVID, it's a total guarantee that religious people will get the cure first before the non-religious ones. Uh, yep, a, a religious scientist is an oxymoron. A big one as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's accept, expect, accepted, and that's exactly exactly the thing which is happening now with us, is that these things in Gurdwaras have become so commonplace that it's just become a joke. Hmm. Okay. Uh, should we talk about some famous examples of people who have married, uh, who were born as Sikh, but uh, are no longer Sikhs due to marriage and everything? 
Well, I mean, I, re- I know there was a massive controversy about Nikki Haley, who's a Republican uh, politician in the States, that she married uh, out of Sikki just for, you know, political gains. Nikki Haley, yep, uh, two-time governor of South Carolina. Yep, and, you know, South Carolina is actually said to be one of those, you know, fundamental Bible Belt states. They wouldn't have voted her in if she was actually a Sikh, but the question here is that, you know, if you know there are people like that, why would you stand for an election in the first place there? Uh, in, in her papers, because in America, race is listed in your paper, she's white. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Her father, I think, uh, went from Amritsar to Canada. Yeah, he was an agricultural scientist, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, true, true. And then he moved to America, and that's where she was born, yeah? Yep. Her brother spent more than 20 years in the Army. In the States? Yep. Yep. He's a Baptist now. Her other younger brother, well, on, on paper, he is a Sikh. He, he got married and had a Sikh wedding ceremony and everything. Hmm. So, so Nikki Haley, <clears throat> born a Sikh, a Punjabi Sikh, married uh, a Christian, converted to Christianity and everything. And uh, her children, uh, a boy and a girl, are now, let's say, they are mi- mixed, mixed race, yeah? Yes. They can't speak Punjabi. She herself can't speak Punjabi. Yep. And uh, her children now totally identify as Christians. Hmm. Well, at least on paper, because we don't know, they haven't professed their beliefs or something. We don't know much about them. So let's keep the children as children. Just an example. Yep. yep. So in, in this case, <clears throat> a, a seagull marrying outside he guarantees the destruction of the heritage. It does. It does because now three things here, three things that I'll bring up. Yep. Number one, if this is a family issue that the family never schooled the kids in Saki, then we need to look at the family itself. Were the parents, you know, fully Sikh? If not, then it's expected, you know, for their children to, you know, just let all care fly away with the wind. Second thing, what was their uh, interaction with the Sikh community like? If the community didn't give a damn or if the community never made any uh, efforts during that time in that contemporary location to preserve Sikhi and its youth, then yes, they just compounded the carelessness of the parents. Third thing, whenever her example is brought up or anyone else like her, now, you know, you said that when women marry outside a Sikhi, it's the destruction of the community in a way. Here's the thing. The whole institute of marriage from, you know, the inception of civilization has been womb-centric. You know, you, that it's the woman's womb which matters, the future generation, the, you know, progenination, you know, the continuation of humanity. Based yep. on that, we have all these marriage ceremonies and these marriage traditions. Now, first thing is, if you see other communities, let's just take Christians, for example. How many times in the West have you seen parents continue to live with their son after he's married? Well, not before married. They Probably at 17 or 18, they move out. That's the thing. So there's a couple. They go away. They're free to choose whatever they want to do. And that's why if you look at it from a particular point, Western Caucasian girls aren't exactly under the same pressure as Southeast Asian girls. Because, you know, when our girl gets married into a family, she's got the husband to contend with. She's got the parents and the husband's family. The husband's parents, that's what I meant, right? That's mm-hmm. the number one issue. She's got all that pressure to contend with. After one or two years, the romance sort of wears off and they realize, you know, that my husband stinks or my husband is like that and the husband's like, oh, well, you know, she can't cook for shit and whatever. That's when the (laughs) issues begin. But second thing, back home, same issues with her own family who expect her to stay married and not, you know, uh, I guess the term I'd use is violate their knuck, their reputation, their respect by divorcing the husband, Right. So she's stuck and she has to crumble to the pressure. Now, the parents, her own biological parents, will tell her to confirm to those other parents' expectations. 
And those other parents' expectations are to crush her distinctiveness, her identity, and her beliefs, right? That's, that's the problem down there. So in a way, if someone was to sit down today and ask that what is the Sikh expectation of life after marriage? Do the parents stay with the men or not? What pressures are being faced, etc., etc.? They're going to be shouted down in the name of culture. Now, I guess this would be a valid point as long as a Sikh marries a Sikh. But when you're marrying someone outside your religion, you need to realize that their expectations are, you know, radically different. And whatever they are, you just can't keep coming back to your own religion to protect yourself. It's it's one of those things that uh, I think uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about it. Hmm. It's a, it's a very thing that uh, I'm, I married uh, I married a Hindu now. I do now. What do do I really have to do that? Uh, uh, karva Jot. <laughs> Man, I I never understood the you know the principle behind it. But hey, if you want to lose weight with a religious excuse, Karva Jot is right there waiting for you. No, the, the fact is that. Uh, uh, well, of course, I'm getting this from the internet. I, I read a lot. Sorry. Yep. So, so, so I know it's stupid, but do I really have to do that? Well, you do because you know we know how traditional their society is. Let's let's just you, come to yeah. And and and, and you, you thought that you when you were marrying outside Sikhi, your husband was also abandoning his culture, his identity. <laughs> is that what you thought? See, that's what I meant. She is going into their family sphere they can convince their boy to, you know, revert back to whatever he believes in. She, however, is under pressure to, you know, believe in what he believes. Now, <clears throat> let me give you an example down here. This is a personal example. We had a friend here who was a doctor and he was from Syria. So he escaped from war-torn Syria, brought his family over as a, you know, refugee. Now, as a doctor, he was an atheist. He was a secret atheist. However, he had this strong loyalty to his family. And mind you, the family was always, you know, pretty cranky about him. His mother would be shouting at him. I personally saw an incident where his dad threw a, you know, a pan at him, a cooking pan. Anyhow, he decided to marry, not a Sikh girl, but uh, this was actually a Christian woman. Now, they married, went together, started living together with the parents, over time, given one to two years, the parents convinced the kid that he had to stick to their culture. You know, that fine, they don't believe in religion, but stick to our culture. Now, as per cultural norms, she, the lady in question, the wife wasn't allowed to do many things when she was, you know, menstruating and several other things. Ultimately, it ended up in the courts and they divorced with joint custody of the kids, all dead because she couldn't rationalize whatever they wanted of her. And the thing was that when she stepped out of court, now her own mother wasn't being racist, but what she said was that I told you this is going to happen. Well, uh, I think the today the word racist, uh, well, it doesn't carry as much. You know, it's been overused. It's used to justify a lot, lot of uh, unjust things. It's a lost value. So if somebody somebody calls you racist, just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cliche. It's become a cliche today. Uh, it's it's, it's a cliche. Yeah, or it's a very convenient weapon to to destroy the other person. Yep, to silence them. Yeah, it, it puts you on back foot and in, in a defensive position. Now, now, instead of making your point, you have to convince the other people around you that you are in fact not a racist. Mm hmm. That's the thing. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, uh, I, I think oh, when you get the, get the example, you have to th you have to think about it. That did you really thought that you were, you were just marrying one person, notice and that entire identity? This is the question I'm emphasizing again and again. Mm -hmm. See, there is respect. We look. <clears throat> let's just take this as an example down there. Guru Hargobind Sahib, actually. You know, Muslims came to him and asked, look, we want to build a mosque, some liberal Muslims. And the guru said, fine, then let's just give them some money and, you know, send them on their way. And he did. Now, Baba Nanak went to a masjid. Baba Nanak never read an amaj. He criticized it for its hypocrisy. However, 
when we take the example of Guru Hargobind, because I wanted to clear up the Baba Nanak issue because people conflate it with this one. Do you really think Guru Hargobind Sahib, after you know getting that mosque built, started going down there and offering namaz five times a day? Of course not. Of course not. Now, there is respect and there is criticism. Fine, then we respect someone's right to have an opinion, a belief. But equally speaking, we accept, uh, expect them to criticize their ones and receive criticism back in return. Right? So there is no snowflake hurt my feelings type of thing. But our lot have this problem that whenever they end up doing, you know, something like we are talking about now, first thing is you need to respect everyone's beliefs, everyone's cultures. The person who's raising the point, who's got the issue, they're almost treated like a genocidal maniac that they don't respect something. They're going to kill them. You, you see where I'm coming from? Hmm. Sort of. So what I'm saying is that there is political correctness and then there is excessive political correctness. There's a fundamental difference between believing in something and respecting something. There's a massive difference, you know, between believing something and respecting something. Now, personally speaking, you and me, we both emphasize, you know, scientific progress quite a lot. Now, does that mean that we are both standing outside religious uh, buildings every damn Sunday with uh, science in our hands shouting out ban religion? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll just take a big sign and say you will rot in, the, <laughs> rot in your coffin and that's it. No heaven, no hell. <laughs> no heaven, no hell. See, we don't believe, Sikhs don't believe in heaven and hell. Does it mean that we go attack churches and mosques and, you know, mandirs that you guys believe in heaven and hell? No, we respect their right to coexist and believe in whatever they want to. At the same time, if they criticize our beliefs, we criticize their ones. But our people seem like our, <clears throat> I guess the way to describe it is this Dilsaf pandemic, which is, uh, you know, hitting our folks. They think that respecting something also means believing in it. Uh, well, unfortunately, they do. Unfortunately, they do. <clears throat> Now, let me give you two examples down here. Back in the day, I won't mention his name. Famous Sikh rapper claims he's something, but he isn't. So what actually happened with him was that a debate started about interfaith marriages, if I remember correctly. And from there, someone actually made a comment. Now, this was quite back in the day around 2012-ish. Someone made a comment that, you know, even Guru Gobind Singh Ji married three times put into Sikhi. Someone else mentioned underneath, well, that's what the books would have us believe, but Guru Sahib married once, his wife passed away. He married again. He never married a third time. Mata Sahib Kaur was his primary retainer as a you know presidential manager, a prime manager. Of course, common sense was lacking on the internet back then. And this rapper down there makes a Still comment. Does. Yep. And this rapper down there makes a comment which implies that Guru Sahib was full of lust. Later, he had to apologize for it. Sikh media was on his butt. He actually had to apologize for it, and his career went on a downward track from there. He isn't as prominent as before. Now, number one, <clears throat> the argument seems to be that if, the, if we can make the Gurus do it, or if he can convince people the Gurus did it, then why can't we do it ourselves? It's the same Pujari Vadi excuse. It's the same old excuse. You make a very, very good point here, yeah. Yep, that's the that's the first thing. <clears throat> the second thing, now the second thing here is again linked to that, you know, big difference between respecting and believing. This one here is <clears throat> quite, it might be a bit confusing for first time here is, is this, that what, how did people get married before Baba Nanak, before Sikhi came into existence? That's besides the point though. Because if you're looking at that, then why are you getting married by a Nandakaraj in the first place? Well, it's irrelevant to us. We are Sikh, so uh, our, our story starts with Baba Nanak. There it is. It starts with Baba Nanak. But if you want to, you know, keep that logic, use that excuse, well, why are you using a Nandakaraj, which is something Baba Nanak's successors made? You could just... As I said, just simply go to the court, sign the papers, have a party or something, eat a drink, whatever you want to do, and just go home and do the deed. You don't need to bring yep. religion into it. Yep. Now, secondly, when we talk about getting a bit firmer on our people, getting a bit stricter, one question which rises here, 
is why is there that tendency to marry out of the faith? And I, my personal belief is there is quite a lot of hypertoxic masculinity among our boys, which arises from them preeminently identifying with Punjabi stereotypes rather than the Sikh culture. Hmm. Please ex uh, explain yep, more. <clears throat> expand yep. on it, please. Yep. So let me expand on it this way. Sikhi isn't a faith of wife beaters. Of course not. Of course not, right? Now, <clears throat> if someone's boy in Punjab runs away with someone's girl, the girl's family are going to be talking about the dishonor, and in the most extreme cases, honor killings. The boy's family in Punjab, what I've seen, they might admit it or not admit it, somewhere they're going to be pretty proud of their boy. And you know, <laughs> they, true, true, yeah, true. They, and they make songs about this. You know, Honey Singh had that stupid song back in the day, Yar Tera Superstar Mandani Hard. And it's all about, you know, him telling a girl that, you know, come on, come with me, let's run away. Who cares about your mom and dad? There are lyrics like that. And uh, he had a bit of a chatter prayer done about it as well. Oh, I, th I think he said that uh, Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Now, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I do remember. Yep, <laughs> unfortunately, that polluted our minds. So that's the first issue down there. We have songs being made about this, and uh, I guess somewhere along the way, a girl would be sort of confused. You know, that Sikhi says, you know, females are equal to men, but hey, what the hell? We are, you know, being sort of, you know, vilified here, why not leave Sikhi? Fine, then that's their problem. But then you have the confused ones who sort of have made up this mind that, you know, Sikhi is this, but our families are doing it wrong. Let's have an interfaith marriage because I don't want a bloody, uh, you know, aggressive bondu for the rest of my life as a husband. Now, the problem yeah. down there is that Sikhi emphasizes, you know, you do something to better the situation rather than rely on God to do something. Okay. Uh, 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 okay. Let me give you this example. Not too long ago. Not too long long ago. Yeah. Uh, I was in this district, Jalanda. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I met a few of my relatives, a few of my old friends, and everything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a restaurant called Haveli. It's quite famous on the on the national highway, Jalanda. Yeah. GT Road. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh. And I, and I met a few, let's say, kids that I recognized from my, my old school. <clears throat> yep. And uh, my friend over there said that all of them are waiting to get married overseas. <laughs> yep. And I was like, what do you mean? He says, they went to college just to have fun, no qualifications. Hmm. They are into fighting. They are into just drinking and just just being a general nuisance. Yep. Their career choice is getting married overseas and living overseas. That's it. Yep. And since you made the point about about Punjabi culture dominating or being some some sometimes overshadowing Sikhi. Yep. Now it's like. On paper, and even by some appearance, these these people are Sikhs. They got kanda tattoos on their biceps and on on their shoulders. They are wearing a massive kada and everything. Yep. But there's not there's not an ounce of Sikhi in them. Yep. Now imagine them having daughters. What would those daughters' daily life be like? Oh hell. And that's why these girls start, you know, crumbling away from the faith. There is a disconnect. We found that out during the grooming situation. There is a disconnect and they're easily lured away. Now, you know, imagine one of these individuals as a father. Man, well, man, they, whoa, whoa, whoa. If, if my daughter married such an individual, I would simply say, go and forget I'm your father. Yep. Now, <laughs> now, imagine that girl coming home from school and asking their dad that today we got asked what we believe in. What do we believe in? What is Sikhi? And the old man is drunk as a rock. Oh, well, you know, that's just a metaphor in my head, a simile. Drunk as shit. And he tells them, we believe everyone is equal. She can't get the information. She goes to the Gurdwara. The Gyani don't know English. They don't know how to explain it to her. Sangat doesn't give a damn. Committees are too busy in making money. 
So there's an isolated sphere around that girl, which makes it easy for groomers from other faith to pick her up and lure her away. And this is actually quite a crucial offensive which they have launched against Saki. It's not just that. Okay, let me make a, a, very, a very important point here. Well, I keep repeating yep. this sentence. I shouldn't. Sorry. <laughs> okay. This has been my personal observation. Yep. When people move to, let's say, the word West in general, when they went from Punjab, yep. they they didn't went for, went from being a prosperous people going to a different country for a different lifestyle. Hmm. We had absolutely nothing. Or, or uh, let's say, we were looking for a better life. We came from a place where we had no money, no resources, or things like that. Yeah. Yep from impoverished backgrounds, yeah? Yep. So the father and the mother are relentlessly working, 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 working. Yep. To get money ch- back home as well. Oh, well, well you, you have to have a big goatee. You need to buy more land. You, you, you have to show your relatives that you are better than them and everything, yeah? Yep. So your, ch- your own children are growing up in isolation. Yep, they are. You as parents have failed to insulate them against the world or insulate them about the world. You know, you have failed in that duty. Yeah. So now that's, it's very easy to groom those, those children, especially girls. That's the thing, because another thing is that that family dynamic, our family dynamic is crumbling. That's knowing all over. You know, even an idiot can tell you that this is how to get one of those girls because the parents are always at work. Now, there is a Shabbat of Pagd, Kabir, it's on the top of my head, it's a Gurbani Shabbat. This is what Pagd, Kabir is, you know, telling someone who's making, you know, money, who's just killing himself to make money. You do it for others, they turn against you in your times of distress. It happens. You do it to build a big house, you know, a house bigger than your neighbors. If your neighbor has a two-story house, you get a three-story house. Eventually, your house is going to crumble into the dust. You do it to show off to others, you know, to make your uh, wife happy, your family happy. You incite jealousy in their minds. And at the end, at the end, you lose everything and you suffer in hell when no one comes to aid you. Now, the conventional translation here is that if you do all these things, God is going to turn away from you. So you can't even build a bloody house yourself, you know, even if you're a good person. What it really means, what Bhagat Kabirji is saying, that at the end of the day, the individuals you bring into this world, you neglect them, you don't take care of them. Ultimately, one day, they aren't going to come and help you because you have created a hell for yourself and they want no part of it. True. Very true. And, and that is something our generation should remember as the upcoming generation that this is exactly what destroyed the prior generation. Now, people from the villages coming overseas, slaving away to do something, you know, back home. The guys back home, if they get the money, they're happy. If not, they will kick you out of the house. It's, it, uh, continuing from your point, yep. a lot of seagulls sea don't want to marry uh, you, if you, if you if you wear a turban. That is something we need to sit now. Look, we need to sit down and discuss that, but we need to discuss that quite clearly. We have, you know, individuals like, you know, every terror intellectuals like KDCN writing all these uh, stupid books, which allege that, you know, Sikhs are always being racist against Muslims. What we really need is our academics, our professors to sit down or even, you know, ourselves and ask the girls, why? What's the problem with the turban? And I'm sure they will tell you in a majority of cases that my problem with the turban is that the turban is supposed to represent this, but I uh, associate it with alcoholism because that's what I've seen in my life. Man, exactly my point. They have seen their their fathers, their uncles, or their relatives who were seek by exper- or by appearance, and they were just drunk, disorderly people, just 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 being a general nuisance, you know. Yep. Being, uh, how do I say? Unlikable individuals. Unlikable individuals. Now, in these houses, you know what, what I found particularly ludicrous, what makes me laugh? A lot of things. You, yep. <laughs> well, that's right. You can tell you, such a house, such a family, 
because they have this pile of Gutka Sahib's under a picture of Guru Gobind Singh on the mantelpiece. You know that as many Gutkas as they have, they don't have family members, so that's all for a show. Really, in reality, they're actually tearing each other to pieces. Well, it, it happens. So through the acts of an individual, you, you start to differentiate yourself from the entire ideology, the entire faith. That's the thing. That's the thing. Now, our gurus had daughters as well. Guru Amar Das came to, you know, his daughter and he said, look, we have found a boy, you know, by Jetha, Guru Ram Das. Do you want to marry him or not? And have she said yes at that time. And we have Guru Arjan Devji. We have that whole lineage come from there. Today, it really is that you have forgotten that you need to marry your girls off. You've forgotten to give them the, those values. I would say it's the same for boys. Ultimately, you come and tell them, look, we can't find someone, you can't find someone, let's get someone else to find someone, and you ruin that individual's life as well. Now, those others who see that, they don't want any part of that, so they will try jumping out the faith. Well, when they try jumping outside the faith, they also have the snowflake pandemic, which is that, you know, Saki says everything is equal, and what happens is that, you know, the individual they're marrying, they will be encouraging them, let's have another courage, let's have another courage. And these people will be like, oh, my God, I believe everyone is equal. They believe everyone is equal. I'm so lucky to find a spouse like that, except the spouse is calculating how much they're going to be saving because idiot Sikhs will be providing free seva in the Gurdwara anyway. Okay. Let me, uh, okay. One more thing. Yep. Uh, uh, okay. A Sikh girl marries a non-Sikh. Yep. They are both, let's say, living a very good life. There are no issues whatsoever. Yep. Their children grew up. Yep. Grow up, grow up. And uh, what is stopping them from identifying with the mother or the father? Mostly they're going to identify with the father, yeah? Yep. Okay. There have been a few willing marriages between Sikhil and Muslim boys in, in the UK. And, and, and you cannot call it grooming if the girl willingly goes out. Yep. In that case, even if you say, okay, we are secular, we are atheist, blah, 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 blah. What is stopping from your, let's say, your child or your grandchild from simply saying, okay, this is who I am in, in, in our Muslim culture. We always take the identity of the father. I'm going to be a devout, a devout Muslim. Yep. There's nothing that stops that. Mm-hmm. So, so, so your beliefs of secularism and your beliefs of liberalism and uh, pure love, blah, 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 end with you. That's it. The thing which needs to be understood here is that we are what we are due to Sikhi. It's not due to another faith. If people are saying that Maharaja Ranjit Singh, you know, allowed everyone to coexist, that's because there was a semblance of Sikh teachings in his mind. Your yep. Sikhi is what makes you a Sikh. So why would you barter that away? Why would you barter that away? That which makes you who you are. Uh, okay. Uh, I have seen uh, some stuff. Uh, okay. In Israel. Yep. The old rabbis are so adamant on teaching young Israelis, especially teenagers, yep. that wherever you go in the world, you must and you must always and always marry a, another Jewish person. Yep. They have suffered a massive genocide and persecution. And now then they realize that we need to stick together. That's the thing. Now you look at us. Oh, okay, there- okay. Yep. The most famous example, Donald Trump's daughter. Yep. She had to convert to Judaism before marrying Jared Kushner. Ah, so was she an atheist before that or? Uh, uh, Christian on paper. Well, whatever she was, it sort of shows this, that there is one side of respect for the person you're marrying who's religious, but that person doesn't respect you because first... They're making you profess, confess, uh, convert to their faith. Secondly, they're not, you know, giving your values any room to expand. They don't tolerate it. <clears throat> Example number two. Yep. 
Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Yep. Borat. <laughs> yeah, Borat Sagdiev. <laughs> yep. Example number three. The Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan had Jamama Goldsmith convert to Islam before marrying her. Yep, yep. And she left him eventually. <laughs> well, she, well, the couple divorced. Example number four. Australian cricketer Usman Khawaja converted his white girlfriend to Islam before marrying her. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. No, these examples are just showing one thing that, in a way, there doesn't seem to be the fact that, you know, your beliefs can coexist. No, you just have to believe in what I believe to be able to do, you know, what I want you to do. So I've given you the example of the Abrahamic faith, which dominate yep. the world today. Yep. So even in the 21st century, if people are so willing to stick to your identity, why are you so willing to destroy yours? That's something which a lot will never understand because in the Gurdwaras, we aren't strict enough. You know, we, we need to sit down and teach the kids, this is Gurbani, this is the... See, today I was going to the Gurdwara and I, I actually had a cynical... You know, I, I become pretty cynical sometimes. And guys like us, we know that, you know, once you get married, if you get married for love, after a year, you're going to be crying that we shouldn't have gotten married for love. So <laughs> as I was going to the Gurdwara, I was thinking something. What's going to happen is what happens every Sunday. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have pakoras. I'm going to contribute to rising blood pressures. I'm going to go up. I'm going to give $5, you know, to the pais, to the golik. Sit down, hear the pais, sing it out, and look at the screen and read mistranslations of Gurbani. Stand up for Ardas, where it's going to take 10 minutes longer because the Pai Sab has been told to read the names of the donors at the end of the Ardas. After that, I'm going to come down. I'm going to have Langar. I'm going to come home. End of story. Now, imagine that from a child's view. Of course, there's going to be a bloody disconnect between a child and Sikhi because this is all just simply numbing your minds. Where are the educated preachers and Gurdwaras? You know, where is the emphasis on this is what Gurbani says? Rather, we have none of that. Oh, on average, we might have one Gyani who might get up and, you know, tell such a fantastic tale. Your mind's going to be blown to smithereens. Well, uh, in my experience, most of the Gyanis were just there to, to do the job. Do the job, get the money. Now, we need to change our systems at home, in the Gurdwaras, at the grassroots level, if we are to stop this trend of our woman being groomed. Second thing which I want to point out now, do you know back in the late 90s, Jathedar and Jeet Singh of uh, Akal Takht? Yeah. Now, of course, uh, there were, you know, accusations of saber rattling on his part that he was, you know, pursuing people who he had a personal vendetta against, whatever. He did several good things, in my opinion. First one was obviously the Nanak Shahi calendar. He approved it. The second one was this, that back then, you know, all these uh, celebrities of Punjabi heritage in Mumbai, like the Diols and all the others, they had this thing. They used to run to the Punjab to get married. And this was quite surprising given it was the tail end of the militancy at the time. Reason was they would have these interfaith marriages. They would bring the Guru Granth Sahib to the uh, wedding palace down there, they would have the lava done. Everyone would get drunk and, you know, just go on their way. Now, the fact was that there were palaces, but these palaces were losing out because most of the food was coming from the Gurdwara in the first place. So what was happening was a palace was being booked. Guru Granth Sahib was being installed. Langar was coming from the Gurdwara, cooked as per their own instructions, as per, you know, the, in, the celebrities' instructions. So what was happening was that they were saving money at the Gurdwara because people were coming in to do seva. Secondly, they could avoid that accusation of misappropriating Gurdwaras by bringing the Guru Granth Sahib to a wedding hall. Jatedar and Jeet Singh found out. He actually announced a hukam nama from the Kaltakt after a massive consultation that no Guru Granth Sahib could be taken into palaces. And that if they wanted to get married, if individuals wanted such a marriage, then they need to learn the fact that the original Sikh Mariada, based on the old Mariada of the Gurus, and Gurbani entails a Sikh can only marry a Sikh. After that, he grew a bit more strict. All these marriages stopped in the Punjab. 
you have to remember that just because a, a person is famous doesn't mean they are correct. Yep, that's the thing. Oh, Now, the, the only, yep. This thing's a tragedy, I would say. Massive, I am famous, like, so yeah. that means I am an expert on every single topic there is. There are people who are celebrities that they just they wouldn't stop talking about politics. They wouldn't stop talking about things they got nothing to do with. Nothing to do uh, with. You simply say you you are a singer. Just stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> you are an actor. Just stick to it. You could mm-hmm. adopt a, a, a social cause or something. Fair enough. But don't try to be an expert. If you have an opinion, voice it, but don't impose it. Well, not even, not even voice it. You have to make sure that since a lot of people follow me, what I say or what I deliver should be at least correct. Yep, that's the thing. There's a responsibility. And I guess to summarize, the only way we can stop this battle against us, this war against us, is to change our institutions at the grassroots level. And from there, we can progress forward. Uh, okay. To recap of a point, okay, if I ask you a last question. Yep. What are you going to tell your daughter not to do in terms of marriage? This I need to look at myself, that what sort of a image of a Sikh man am I building in her mind? If I'm building a good image, I can tell her that, look, we can't marry someone outside the faith. They won't respect your faith. They will make you convert to their faith. If your faith is dear to you, then marry someone who's a Sikh. And if I have been a good father, if I haven't been a Punjabi Kanjar, then obviously she will marry a Sikh. But if I have been a Punjabi Kanjar, then yep, I can expect her to leave the house and get the hell out of my life. And what would you tell your son? I'll tell my son this, that respect women, that is one of the cornerstones of Sikhi, that men and women are both equal. But again, my son will be what I was in my life. And the day my son does something, you know, wrong, and he's proud of doing something that is wrong, he tends to, you know, if he elopes with a woman or another girl, then I know that I was a bastard in my life. That's why my boys become like that. He's just doing what his father did. It's too late for regrets. It's too late for regrets. Well, well, individuals are individuals. Uh, I know a lot of people who are very good people, but their the children turn out to be not so good. So, yeah, there's a difference. But, in my but, case... In, in yeah. my case, okay, uh, go on, make a point. Yeah, I'll make this one last point. But if a father is like Guru Harai or Baba Nanak, the children turn out like Shri Chandra Lakhmidas and Ram Rai. The issue here isn't of the father. The issue here is of the child making their own choice in life. True. And the father at that time, let's just not look at the fact that they were gurus and their children turned against them. Look at the fact that the fathers penalized them and kicked them out of their lives. Also remember that. They do, yeah. Okay. Yep. I would tell my daughter, from, from, from the day she's born, Yep. Yeah. For, very first thing, I have to be a good human being, a good Sikh. Yep. And I have to present an image of Sikhi or, or have to, de- to, to deliver Sikhi to them, not through Gurdwara, not, not through some animated movie, or not, not through some Santava but telling them a totally false tale or whatever. Yep. It's my personal responsibility to, yep. to introduce our culture, our identity to my own children. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I'll do that. And if at, let's say, she's 22, 23, whatever, And she says that, Dad, I am dating this boy. Yep. Let's say she's dating a non-Sikh. Yep. Now, I know she has all the rights to do, to do it. Hmm. But uh, uh, I wouldn't be a part of a, a so-called interfaith marriage. I simply say, if you, if, if you really want to marry this person, go ahead. I cannot stop you. But remember... Yep. Seeing your own heritage gets getting destroyed, it's very hurtful. It is. Yeah. Yep. That's I wish right. you. I, I wish you everything, all the happiness in life. And if it, if yep. this thing doesn't works out, come home. You're welcome. 
Yeah. That's that that's pretty strong. That's very strong. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I admit it. Well, uh I have to understand because the world is changing very fast and uh, uh there is there is a massive chance that my children w- wouldn't wouldn't be very very religious, especially if they grew up in the west. Yep. So uh, I I would simply say I'm not going to say that uh uh your dolly is going from this house only your arthi should come back now yeah I, i i understand that what what they do <clears throat> is their own own choice in life and if yep. they they try to or if they do something that's totally unacceptable to me i would simply say go ahead from 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 today from today on i'm not your father i have got nothing nothing to do with you i'm cutting yep. all contact I'm not going to do anything negative to her because that would be my fault. Yep. I would simply say from you from now on you are on your own. I can I don't want anything to do with it. That's In, that's what right. to, to my son I would simply say this is who we are. This is what my identity is. You have all the rights to live your life the way you seek fit. Yep. But remember you you remember your loyalties remember your identity and remember where you belong yep. if i haven't been able to install such such ideals in them it it could be the environment they grew up in it could be their schooling or whatever yep. i will simply say that uh, it hasn't been very productive for me mm-hmm. yeah yes, it, 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 it is actually kind of sad if you think about it but yep. we have we have seen this you have relatives who are very religious their children who are semi religious and the grandchildren who don't even speak punjabi you know nothing about sikhi yep that's right that's exactly right yeah so so in that sense the grandparents in this case have seen the total delusion of their identity mm. to to the point where their their grandchildren or great grandchildren don't even know who they are Yep. you 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 simply have kids that tell i'm not indian i'm british or i'm canadian or whatever and i was like kid you're not white they <laughs> you always be indian yep well uh, de- de- depends on the the political condition and everything but you have yep. you have an identity hmm yeah yep that's exactly right that's so exactly they, right they're very much very much likely to subscribe to individualism and simply say i am an individual i'll do whatever i want i have no loyalty hmm they might have loyalty to the football team or whatever but uh, not to sikhi not to sikhi that's all for today thank you for joining us the only way we can combat the situation is to actually treat women as equal human beings that's for the men out there and as for the people who believe that god is going to do something miraculously that never happens sick no history shows that gurbani shows that sick history shows that thank you very much well-